The Fraser Institute has a new report out today, and it says, and I'm just going to summarize here, that four-day work week that you love when we have long weekends, it could actually be a reality. It's doable. It could be workable by 2030. Of course, I reached out. Of course, we want to know more. Jason Clemens is an economist with the Fraser Institute, joins the show right now. Tell us about this, because I'm sure a lot of people um, have their ears uh, pricked up, and they are definitely interested. Sure. So the the root of the study is really trying to get Canadians interested in in what's normally a pretty boring topic of productivity. Um, and so when we were thinking about the study, we we really kind of gleaned towards talking about how can we get to a four day work week without sacrificing our standard of living, and and that's the key because right now we already have Canadians who are choosing to work a part time or job share or flex time. And they're giving up some part of their standard of living because they work less hours. But the the key when we think about productivity, and, and sorry, productivity simply refers to our ability to transform inputs, whether those are raw materials or our labor time or our ingenuity, into the goods and services that we actually want. So taking inputs and, and making them into outputs. And productivity is about how well we do that. And so the only way that we can go to a four-day work week, just as we went from a six-day work week to a five-day work week, is if we're more productive in the hours that we work. So in other words, the easy way I think to think about it is that a, a worker who's working 40 hours a week needs to be able to produce the same or more in 32 hours a week to be able to go to a 40 work week and still have the same standard of living. And the date, what the data tells us is that's doable over a 10 year period. If we can increase our productivity from about 1% growth to about 2% growth. And that 1% growth that happens uh, year after year. Anyways, we are becoming more productive. Is that correct? Uh, well, the last, five years or so have not been great for Canadian productivity. Um, certainly they're off the historical level. Uh, and in fact, you can go back about a decade that we've been having some struggles in terms of our productivity rates. Um, Why is that? Is it is it about is is there any connection between how uh, you know lazy we are, our our commutes that have been increased, and so we get to work and we're already kind of fatigued or not ready to go? Do you have any factors that would um, cause that reduced productivity? Sure. So I, I think there's there's clearly some, and and these are some of the things that we really have to have a discussion about if we want to improve our productivity. So number one, um, we both in Queens Park uh, and particularly federally, we have increased tax rates. In other words, we have reduced the incentive for entrepreneurs, innovators, um, business development and business investment. Those are the things that we need more of if we're going to improve productivity. And so when we have higher tax rates, and in other words, we're, we're reducing the return or the benefit to those activities, what we're doing is, is disincentivizing those activities. And we need to be doing the opposite, which is we need more entrepreneurship, more innovators, more professionals. Uh, so I think that's one, one area. Uh, the second area is we still have a large sector, uh, uh, sorry, a large portion of our economy that is protected from competition. And so opening up those sectors of the economy, like transportation, like telecommunications, culture and broadcasting, opening those sectors up to entrepreneurs uh, is another thing that we can do. Uh, The third thing I would list quickly uh, is we still have barriers to trade 
between the provinces, um, which don't allow us to get to the kind of economies of scale that are the large markets that we can access just within Canada. Uh, we still artificially put up barriers between the provinces. So I think there's a number of things that we can do to improve our productivity, but it requires leadership. And I think critically, it really means a U-turn on a number of policies that have been pursued at uh, or in Queen's Park and in Ottawa. And I'm guessing, presumably, that you want to take this study and uh, present it to the powers that be to make these changes. How amenable would they be to this? So our focus is not dealing with politicians. That's that's just a very short-term, in our view, that's a very short-term approach. It's not what we're interested in. What we're interested in is engaging with Canadians and getting them to think about their standard of living, their prosperity, because 99 times out of 100, politicians are followers. And so when average Canadians or average Ontarians change their minds about policies, uh, trust me that politicians will follow. And so... If Canadians really start thinking about what would our country look like if we were more productive, workers had a choice where they could reduce the amount of hours that they work but still have the same or even a higher standard of living, then politicians will get interested in that issue very quickly. Um, unfortunately, right now, as I say, politicians, in and obviously we have to step back from the, the recession and and the terrible situation with uh, COVID-19. But but outside of that, right now, politicians, and even before the recession, politicians in Queen's Park and certainly in Ottawa were just not interested in this issue. Uh, it's just not on their radar right now. But with the pandemic, doesn't it offer uh, a pause and an opportunity for Canadians to think of making some of these changes that they didn't feel were possible before? You know, a lot of people did not feel that they could do their job from home um, and they're working out fine, and they're noticing that they want that work-life balance. They like that four-day work week, and they're finding ways to be more productive from their house so that they can go back and say to the business, look, I actually here, I'm going to advocate for staying at home and working. No, I think it's a great point. Uh, I think there's large sectors of the economy that will see change. Inevitably, they're going to see change because of the experience in the, over the last two and a half months or so. What's worrying, though, for us is, for example, the the comments by the New Zealand Prime Minister, which really infers two things, and both are quite mistaken. One is that moving to a four-day work week is simply about taking a 40-hour work week and putting it into four days. That that really is not what most economists or most policy people talk about. What we're really talking about is working less hours but having the same or higher standard of living. And then secondly, which I think is even more concerning, is that there is a view by some that the government can simply wave their wand and say, okay, we're going to go to a 32-hour work week. Um, And somehow we still are going to have the same standard of living, even though we're not more productive. And and that, that I think, could be a very dangerous policy lever because reducing the amount of hours that people can work will reduce our standard of living. Um, Again, the only way that you reconcile working less but having the same or higher standard of living is if we're more productive. And and unfortunately, (laughs) we just don't live in a world where the government can wave a wand and make us more productive. We need investment. We need more entrepreneurs. We need more professionals. uh, We need freer trade and access to more markets. Uh, Those are things that are policy levers that, again, would need to change. Jason, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for shedding some light on your report. My pleasure. Thank you.